Hey, Forging Fury family, we've got some big plans for 2020 for the podcast. We have launched a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Forging Fury. And what is that going to do? It's going to give you an opportunity to join our Forging Fury family. Support what we're doing. You know, you love this podcast. We love it. You want to be on our team? You want to be on the Forging Fury family? Kind of hop on patreon.com slash Forging Fury and, and join our sticker gang. What's going on with the sticker gang? For some reason, for two guys with faces for radio, we decided to create stickers with our heads on it. So we got bobblehead stickers um, that we're making available. You can put them on your cups, your computers. Anywhere, really. Your spouses, whatever. Yeah. So what that's going to do, that sticker is going to kind of be kind of a token of our gratitude for you helping us out. We are in a position where this podcast has just taken off. We've not even been a year in, and it's going to take us to a whole nother level. Yep. Dive into that a little bit more, Michael. Yeah, we have lots of plans for 2020. We uh, we want to expand uh, the content we're bringing to you. We may get into some video content, uh, more drop-ins at mm-hmm. other gyms. We'd yep. like to do some traveling outside the state of Arizona, if possible, and just kind of spread our message to more people and just hear more stories. 2020, you guys, come support us. Go to patreon.com slash Forging Fury to yeah. join the sticker club. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Mean it. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. Hell yeah. I don't like the bad language. To the Forging Fury. Forging Fury. Forging Fury podcast. It's a good thing I can do editing on this. <laughs> Why do I always laugh so much? What's so funny? What's going on, sweet people? This is Coach Riley, and on today's episode of the Forging Fury podcast, alongside my friend Michael Gray. What's up? We are amongst royalty today, I would say. <laughs> we are with Annie Sakamoto. Annie Sakamoto is a multiple times CrossFit Games athlete, coach, friend, wife, <laughs> mom, like so many titles for this lady that I don't think I can introduce her the right way, so I'm just going to end it there. Yes, I think anybody who's been across for, for any, amount of t- any amount of time knows who Annie Sakamoto is, and if you don't, you're going to get a chance to get to know her a little better today. Yes, yeah, she, she's honestly, yeah, say hello, Annie. <laughs> Thanks for having me, you guys. So, I really appreciate it. So just to start this off, like when I started my CrossFit journey, like again, the first thing you do when you you start CrossFit is you do YouTube CrossFit, right? and you we hop in, like you hop into the driver's seat and you just YouTube CrossFit, and then you keep seeing these same certain people in certain videos. You're like, <laughs> who is this same people? And and you feel like you like you see these people work out, you know these people, and like Annie was one of those people that were always in the videos in the back in the day. Like, if you're just starting CrossFit now, do your due diligence and like go back and look at some of the CrossFit HQ videos from like early 2000s. Or like, it's just amazing to be able to meet you and just thank you for having us on here. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. thank you for asking me. Yeah, we got a chance to work out before this podcast. We worked out at the, uh, the nine o'clock class on Saturday, and Coach Kelly was our coach, and she did a great job. This gym, CrossFit uh, Santa Cruz Central, is yes. a great place, and we love what you guys have going here. Awesome, thank you. We were talking to Andy earlier about about the gym. What would you say your favorite part about this gym is? Like, describe your gym to people that aren't here now. So uh, our gym, we're lucky enough to have a lot of the trainers and clients um, that are here. We're at the original gym, which is actually just 200 meters down the road. So I feel like there's a lot of history in this gym, mm-hmm. both in our trainers and our clientele, um, which one, of course, is just fun. There, there's just something special about that. But also, I think we represent what CrossFit really is or can be, which is longevity, right? It, it um, Obviously, the games are amazing, and they're fun for all of us to watch, um, but it's also about how 
how long you can be doing this sport. And mm. I truly believe that no matter when you start your CrossFit co- career, you could take it to the end, mm. right? There, there is no end line. In fact, it just, um, you know, it looks a little different maybe over the years, but um, we're still progressing. We're still learning new things. We're still trying new things. And a lot of us are still here. What I told Annie as soon as I walked in here is that the, this gym has a definitely an, like, a, like a vibe about it, like a grungy old school CrossFit vibe, which is like amazing to me because that's why I originally fell in love with CrossFit. My original gym was like that too. It's just like you love that kind of grunge and kind of dirt and like, you know, getting getting after it in this uh, in this gym is, is pretty cool. And I told her sometimes you walk into a CrossFit gym, it's like walking into the Hilton where you're afraid to break something or, or touch something. Like how have you guys stayed true to your roots and like just stayed home to your true identity as a gym? Well, I think, you know, again, because we were lucky enough to move from the original gym, um, we took what we knew from there when we first opened our doors here. And while we've gotten new equipment and we've changed a couple things and we've, um, you know, renovated a couple things, for the most part, we really have stuck to the way that we originally built this gym. Um, And I think... You know, every once in a while, our clientele will be like, we need a new this and we need that to be more sparkly. But overall, I think they appreciate, like you said, kind of the more gritty feel, the more garage style feel of some of those original gyms. Yeah, and it's not just the gritty feel, it's the community. And I think that's something that you obviously had going because as soon as Riley and I walked in, I would say four or five people came up and said, hey, you guys look new here and introduced themselves. So that goes a long way. I mean, you don't have to have all this shiny bling all over the place. You've got a community, obviously, that, that cares about other people, and I that's, love that. You know that's a sign, a testament of a really good gym when yep. your members do the work for you. Like, we walk in, and her members are like, hey, you guys are from here. Where are you from? Let me uh, let me help you. Let me show you around. Like, and that's a testament even, to your gym. Yeah. How awesome is this place that your members are welcoming people in through the door, and that's I think that's amazing. As a coach, when I see, like, my members welcoming people in, I'm like, Thank you. Yes, it's definitely the culture of our gym, and it's one of the things I'm the most proud of um, is that we have a lot of clientele. We get a lot of visitors here from all over mm. the world, um, and we have a lot of members that, that that is the first thing they do. They walk up to somebody, and I don't know you. My name is such and such, and where are you from, and how can I help you? And um, I'm really proud about that. Yes. So let's start off a couple of questions, and I'm going to get these out of the way so I can get my fan <laughs> booing out of the way, and then we can move on to some deeper stuff. Before he does that, I just, oh, I just need to say, yeah. like, I'm very new to CrossFit, so this is okay. the this is how our dynamic works. Riley has been in it for a long time. I'm kind of new. He's a tough athlete. I'm kind of scaled. I've got a lot of work to do. So he's been fanboying a little bit more than Dude. me. I mean, I, listen, I, I'm excited too. I, I know who you are, but he's been following you for Can years and years. Can we not use a so. fanboy term? I feel like that's a little, not, little too much. I'm not bleeping it out. It's staying in. All right. So just a background on him. He's, okay. he's so been excited for this. Okay. Tell, tell the members or tell our, tell our listeners uh your experience of the CrossFit Games or, and, and just tell me how many times we've gone and so we can kind of rush over that and get into some better stuff. So um, h- how many times games competitor? So I have been there once on a team in 2009. That was mm. before you had to actually qualify. You could just sign up, show up. Um, I went twice as an individual, 2011, 2012, and then twice as a master, 2016, 2017. Wow. So five times total. Uh, and I kind of hit all of them except for it. I guess division yeah. <laughs> and male division. Do you yeah. have Do you have one 
workout from your games experience team or individual that was like you'll never forget that workout like one that was so painful that you're like I'll never forget it yeah it was actually the killer cage in 2011 um, I was the, not the yet monkey, with the, the monkey, monkey bars, bars. See, exactly that's how, see, I know the yes, old that school was good. Vibes. yeah you knew it by name so um, it, you know that that workout came up I was sitting pretty good uh, as far as the weekend went mm-hmm. and uh, my coach and I went to like a, a park and I just practiced monkey bars it, it had been a long time and I felt really confident on the monkey bars it felt great so I was like okay I got that the 155 front squat uh, at that time was a one rep was my one rep max (laughs) clean Um, so I had never cleaned over 155 and I had only cleaned 155 I think once in my life so I was really nervous about the front squat but I was really confident about mm. the monkey bars. So we ride the Watt bike, I think is what it was. It was the old then. school yeah, bike. It was the old school yeah. bike. And um, I remember when I hopped up on the monkey bars, the, the rungs were a lot further than they were, obviously, at the kids' park that I was at. And it was a shocker for me. Mm. And it really was a lot harder for me than I had expected. And it took a lot out of my grip. Mm. Um, and And then I got to the barbell, and it was... It was heavy. My grip was tacked, so I was really nervous about the clean. I mean, I knew once I got it on my shoulders, I could probably squat it, but it was just getting it to my shoulders. Um, anyways, having said all that, right before we went out, I was watching the heat before me, and Michelle uh, Kinney, mm-hmm. everybody was done, and she was the last girl out there, and she was grinding through the workout, and I remembered seeing that on the screen while we were lined up, ready to go out, and I was thinking, oh my God, I just hope that's not me. I hope that's not me. And, you know, about midway through the workout, that's in fact exactly who I was. All the girls were in my heat were completely done. Um, and I still had, like, I think, a full round to go. Mm. And and it was great. They, I could feel that they were all behind me and they were rooting me on. Um, but I was mortified. Mm. And I wanted nothing more than the clock to run out, the lights to go out, um, and the crowd to not know where I was. Uh, and it Been was... there. Yeah. And so it was really hard mentally to stay in that workout. I wanted to just tap out, stop working, basically. And, uh, and I didn't. And I just kept grinding through. I think, you know, on my, on my first attempt at the clean for my third round, I dropped to one knee and I had to, like, do the typical CrossFit lunge it up. Did you stand it up, though? I think I oh, did stand amazing. it up. And, um, but anyways, so it was my worst workout finish of the weekend but it was um probably my proudest moment because i wanted nothing more than to quit and i didn't quit and so yep and and it and it took me probably a a week or two to realize that that was my favorite workout Mm. but just for the sheer fact that i didn't give up when i wanted nothing more than to give up yeah that's amazing yeah that's a hell of a story we gotta we can maybe get the clip it's probably out there on youtube yeah Yeah, i bet we can find it who comes to my mind an athlete is elizabeth akinwale during that she was like swinging through the yeah like what amazing athlete like oh yeah that's what comes to mind when i think of that event i love that your favorite moment was almost like a negative moment you know it's not like an athlete's mindset when i got first place in this it was it was I broke through and I pushed myself. I, I think yep. that's right. Someone like me, I need that kind of thing all the time because I am apt to quit more often than not. So I love that that's one of your most memorable and favorite workouts. Well, and going into the games that year, I had wanted nothing more than to not qualify for the games, believe it or not, that year. Um, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Um, that's my goal every year, pretty and, much. And that was because I, 
you know, I had for, for leading up to 2011, I had never tried to do the games because I thought that the community had an expectation of how I would do in the games because I had been in those early videos, because I had been on the website so much. And so I had a feeling that the community expected me to do really well, if not win the CrossFit games. So I was really nervous to put myself out there. And that was very much the reason I didn't not do the games. Um, until 2011 and so the fact that um not only was I at the games but the community was cheering me on even though I was the last person on the field it was kind of that proof to myself that the community didn't care how I did they cared about my effort not my result um and it was just a very affirming moment for me as far as um being an athlete you uh, as an athlete and I, I can identify that as myself it's like some of the toughest times are what we, we remember the hardest times like right. like Michael said like we could remember all the success we had or like the great times or when we won this when we won that it's, but like, a, it's a lot of success for me it's but, hard to remember but our brain goes our, our brain goes right to the hard parts like the where we hit adversity where we had to keep going or like pushed ourselves to another level like I, I love that that's what sticks like as an athlete we had a uh, hall of famer college volleyball player and she's like all of Hall of Famer, All American. For what for college again? University of Georgia. University of Georgia. <laughs> One of your favorites, right? Uh, no, not at all. But okay. uh, but her mind, like she's all these accolades, and and she she has a list of all the trophies that she has, and she's like, I can remember doing this and then lo- and like losing a match or like right. or or having something very difficult or not making the team. Like she has more accolades than anyone I've ever met, and she remembers the hard hard moments more than the, the better moments. You know. I'm always interested in that. Well, and I think because as athletes, you realize that that's how you grow, right? You don't grow from success. You grow from failure. Um, And so the sooner you can realize that um, as an athlete specifically, but just in life in general, I think it it really benefits you. Mm. What do you think about the future of the sport of CrossFit, where it's going? What do you think? Like... are they? It seems to be aligning more with the older, older, older kind of workouts vibes now going forward. But what do you think about the future of CrossFit as a sport? I really hope it sticks around. I think that um, myself as an athlete, it, as a gym owner, as a coach, I really enjoy watching the sport of CrossFit much more than I ever would have thought that I um, could have enjoyed watching people compete at CrossFit. Um, it's really actually amazing and inspiring to me, and I I think that the sport of CrossFit, how it is right now, can exist, can coexist with what gyms are doing as, you know, in their own gyms as far as the athletes in their gyms go. I don't think that they have to be mutually exclusive or that we have to kind of get away from the sport of CrossFit, the Tia Claire Toomey's and the Matt Frazier's and those elite athletes. I really think that they can coexist and that we can still, as affiliates, benefit from what's happening at the CrossFit Games. I can't tell you how happy it makes my heart to hear Annie speak of longevity and, like, people being able to perform longer and, like, their health being a priority, like, later in life. And, like, it's not about, like, getting to a certain level and then you made it. It's you're going to have... You want fitness throughout your lifetime. Like, that's totally. how we measure it, yeah? It's like, how fit can we be at 40, at 50, at 60? So, right. Well, like, I think the top, of the top of the food chain of athletes here is, is, is putting the importance on long-term health, which is like, thank you, all the crazy stuff I've been talking in our gym every day. Like, this is what reaffirms that. Yeah, right. you, you look at the people here when we worked out, it's a wide array of people. There are yeah. some very fit people, some people that are probably newer, and I think, I think that says a lot. This is not just some, you know, hardcore CrossFit gym that you're running. You're running it for everybody. 
everybody, and that's a great thing. I would say the bulk of our clientele is 40 plus, closer to probably 50. Mm. Um, a lot of moms and dads and working professionals, um, a lot of really fit 40 mm. plus people, and a lot of people that have... Um, what may be considered average fitness, but you know, if you we're all above you, average, exactly. If you took one of our average CrossFitters and put them next to somebody who doesn't CrossFit, they're still phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I think that it it's just keeping, like you said, everything in perspective as far as um, what is fitness for you yep. at this moment in your life. How would Annie Sakamoto give someone like? I don't know, advice of wellness, like wellness advice, like, or like diet or like, like give us this, like a talk you would give your clientele about like, Hey, I want to improve my diet or I want to improve my overall wellness. Like give us your kind of like, what, what would you tell one of your members? I would say whatever you choose to do, it has to be sustainable, right? Mm. So specifically, I always think about that for nutrition. It, it, you don't want to go so extreme in your nutrition that you're bound to fall off and kind of swing to the other side of the pendulum. So it has to be sustainable. But I believe that um, as much time as, and effort as you're putting in in the gym, you better be putting equal or more effort outside the gym on your recovery, meaning specifically nutrition and sleep. Um, and I think that unfortunately not enough CrossFitters probably understand or value the recovery piece. Amen, uh, sister. So, it, and, I, and I get it, it, you know, to be honest, like you get that endorphin rush after you work out. And so there's kind of a much more immediate and... Um, um, easy to feel well, there's response. Not, there's from, not a lot of sexiness about no, eating exactly. Brussels sprouts. Like, totally. I mean, it's not very sexy. Totally. Sleeping is pretty sexy, I think. <laughs> I love that. Unless well, you're, an, unless you're an open mouth sleeper. That's oh, true. <laughs> not so sexy. Yeah, I just, I think the other 23 hours of the day is when I'm really concerned about most of the yep. athletes I come in contact with this. Like the hour of the day, like they kill it, do everything like boom, 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 knock it out. But then they go home and I'm like, well, what do you do when you go home? Exactly. Like, what are your sleep habits? Four What's hours your, of sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Drinking on yes. the weekends. Looking at their phones all night it's like those little steps and the things that are on on instagram and aren't sexy like to to do those habits that are hard to put together are what are kind of linked to long-term health are going to going to almost multiply the work you're doing in the gym if like we can link those two together like you're going to see those results way faster than you would think and that's just it like are you crossfitting for your number on the board or are you crossfitting for overall health and wellness mm -hmm. and that is what we really try to impart on our clientele here is yeah it's fun to see your your number go up on the board your time go up on the board but you know in in the end of the at the end of the day you want to make sure that this is a holistic approach to health and fitness and that it's not just about your score but it's about all the other pieces of, of what plays into fitness I had a member his name is Al uh, talked to me the other day we did like a nutrition console and this guy's I mean he has 11% body fat he wouldn't mind me saying this on the air but he's he's really fit fit dude makes the qualifier every year for his age category but he told me and it almost made me cry I was like he's like you know like I feel fit and I love doing CrossFit but the other day I'm on the the floor with my grandkids just playing just like wrestling with my grandkids and just being able to move with my grandkids like he's like I've never felt more like fit or like yeah. able able bodied to play with my grandkids and wrestle around on the ground and not get tired and and like I was like dude that's fitness that's what it's that's, all about that's yeah. what that this is this is what why I do what I do and what and why people come to the gym like until you feel that like someone telling you like yeah I can hang out with my grandkids like that made me so happy as a coach like it was like 
a eureka moment for me. Right. That is cool. I don't just sit in the chair and watch my grandkids exactly. play. I get down on the ground and yeah. play with them. So what we've kind of, me and Michael, were kind of stewing on questions <laughs> to ask you. There's a smirk. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna. this is when we take that next step to get a little okay. deeper. But what I was, we've, we've seen a lot of things in the news and sports lately of like, who are the role models for our children? And we want to talk to you about is like how do you feel about that like you're a role model to a lot of people like how do do, <laughs> do you feel that responsibility like talk us through that like i mean it's going to be awkward for you to talk about it, that but like do you feel responsibility to be a role model or like does it just come naturally or like how how navigate us through those waters i appreciate no, even the thought you, about that you are like if i mean i don't have a daughter but michael does and and like, I would want my children to look up to you, not certain things we see in the news or, like, Instagram, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. Like, a strong woman. Like, I want my kids to look up to Annie Sakamoto. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I agree that. And it's funny because I don't think of myself as as a role model. I, it's Even though I know I'm an athlete, I often don't even think of myself as an quote unquote athlete mm. um, but when I throughout my day throughout everything I do I really do think about being a role model for my kids mm. um, and that's why I'm fairly insistent on the way we all eat in the house because mm. I want to set up good habits for them right now um, I, I we all go to bed early we all leave our phones out in the mm. kitchen nobody takes their phone in the bedroom with them including myself and my husband um, you know we my husband and I are very uh, much in agreement that we want to let each other get our own workout in so mm. my husband's a big surfer and um you know that means i i i always try to make it work so that he can surf and he always tries to make it work so that i can be in the gym and that that to us is role modeling for our kids Definitely. to put importance well, on fitness there. exactly um so really when i'm role modeling i mm. guess i really think about my own kids and what i want them to see and value and yes it, it would be really nice to think that that's carrying over to people outside of my own family well, you, you've inspired generations of crossfitters like being one of the the first uh to see like these girls now on the floor like the brooke wells like the Haley right. adams like the younger generation like who do you think they were i mean i was watching you on youtube who do you think they were watching like like do that and see what's possible and like no one would have ran a four minute mile if they never ran a five Right. Mile. Like right. you set, you set the bars and now they're just like, they're trying to catch up to you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and if I could, if I could think of myself in a role model in that way, then what I would hope that I am showing people is that, that you can do the sport of CrossFit both competitively or just leisurely, you know, just, mm -hmm. uh, recreationally, um, for years. I mean, I'm going on, I think this is my 16th year wow. of, of doing CrossFit and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I really oh, do yeah. plan on going until I die. So even though it may look a little bit different every year, whether I'm competing or not competing. So if anything, I would hope that, um, what I'm showing the community is that it really truly is something that you can do for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. So going back to your kids a little bit, I've got three kids of my own. I, I have an 11 year old boy. I met your son. Uh -huh. He's 11 too. So we're kind of in the same boat yep. there. Um, kids are tough. Mm -hmm. When you're talking to them and they're just not listening, do you ever say, I am one of the original nasty girls? And they're just like, <laughs> so what? Oh, like, yeah, they, exactly, like they don't even, yeah. re they probably don't respect what you've done nearly as they much don't. as outside people, right? <laughs> no, they we don't do know not. what that is. So that, that doesn't even work for them, huh? 
Not she really. doesn't even understand <laughs> no. who I am. I think the only she doesn't would even say that. <laughs> I know. I think the only you say it to your kids though. The only time my son was was really stoked that I was his mom as a CrossFitter was at the Rogue Invitational last year. I won the biathlon, which included shooting the pellet That's gun. Badass. Nice. And and so because of course he was into Fortnite, mm. and um, so I think that was his moment that he was like, "Yeah, that's my mom." <laughs> that's awesome. Other than that, he could care less. Tell us about a, that event a little bit. Oh, that was the most fun event mm-hmm. I have ever done, probably in in CrossFit. Castro says it was he so doesn't different. think Castro says he doesn't think shooting should be in CrossFit anymore. But that seems like that was a fun diversion, right? It yeah. was really fun, and obviously, um, it, it, it spoke to the um, accuracy side yeah. of CrossFit, right? Physical um, skills, ten general physical skills. Yes, it's in e- there exactly. And it, it was funny. We we heard about it. So um, actually, Kelly's husband Scott mm. has a pellet gun, and right before I went out to Ohio. He worked with me one day. We did it a few times. Um, and then we went out there, and Greg Hammond had a crew that were all biathletes, and we got to practice um, it, at the Rogue facility before that event, I think, like, the day before, and I was horrific. Mm. I think we got, like, 15 or 20 shots, and I made, like, two of 15. And I remember Sam Briggs was like, let's go, you know, practice one more time. I was like, I don't want to practice because I don't want to know how bad I am, and I don't want it to be in my head. Yeah how horrible I'm going to be at this event. Um, and so we went out there and we went for that first round and, uh, was I, it a, it was a run with paired with it. Yeah? It was a ski ski. It was a ski, a wow. 30 cal skier. Okay. So it was intended to be like just a like a, exactly. Yep. Um, and so we did the 30 cals and it, you know, I went for my first shot and I was like, I made it. And then I made it and then I made it and I almost thought somebody was messing with me. Like somebody was pulling the the little hole shut because there was, I was so miserable in practice um, that I thought there's no way that now that I'm in competition, I'm actually Mm. hitting these. Um, So anyways, that was, that was by far the most fun event I've ever done. That's cool. You you, you first. One thing before we move on to that, like I'm looking around the gym and I'm seeing all the workout uh, (laughs) results that are here. I see all the, uh, the girl workouts, but one I'm not seeing. <laughs> There's Uh-oh. one I just don't see. There's, I don't see any anywhere up there. And there is a workout is named there, for you, and you don't even have it as. Is one there a particular of, reason why it's not on the board? I hate that workout. I'm horrible. <laughs> you hate it? Oh, actually, I I just did it for um, RX Smart Gear. Myself and Jamie Hagia met That's up, awesome. and we did a little head to head for Dave Newman for a little shoot for RX Smart Gear, and I did have my best Annie ever. Wow. I am, I love double unders. I am horrific at ab mat sit-ups. Wow. wow. If you look up Annie on YouTube, one yep. of the top results you'll get is our gym owner, Peter Edge, doing it. Like, it was years ago. Like, the, when I, I, do I looked up how- his time? I don't. We should look that up. But I remember Speed of light, probably. it was yeah. fast because uh, I, I want to know how to do it because it was coming up in one of our workouts. I was like, that's Peter doing our gym owner. So that's I just impressive. find it interesting that you don't even have it as one of the God, results because no. you're like, you know what? No one's going to beat <laughs> me. I'm not even going to tell us the story that. about quite, that. Quite the opposite. <laughs> tell us the story about how that came about. Was it by, obviously he didn't ask you to do it. No, no, no. no. And it was like you. one of those things where I turned on the computer one morning and I obviously went to the CrossFit site, mm. the main site, and it just said Annie, 50, 40, 30, 20. <laughs> and the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was, I think it was actually Lauren, I'm, mm. I'm guessing, that came up with that workout. Um, but that was at a time when um, they were kind of throwing out, you know, they did Nicole. Mm-hmm. And that was because she went into the archives and found this workout that was a 20-minute AMRAP of a 400-meter run max pull-ups. And she did it. 
and she it destroyed her. She was just mm. so torn up um, from all the pull-ups. And I think she must have told Greg that she did it. And so, you know, a couple of days later, it shows up as Nicole. Mm. Um, and then Eva, I'm not sure why Eva got... Got yeah. the kettlebell swings. It just, yeah, just a big gnarly. So there's no workout. rhyme or reason. It just kind of. No, there is this. So this is a okay. good story. I have told Ooh, this before, yes. but um, I think the very first workout that was named after an actual girl, if I'm not mistaken, um, was Lynn, and it's after Lynn Pitts, um, who did a lot of IT work for CrossFit. Lynn um, is the max pull-ups, right? It's body weight bench press and oh. max pull-ups. Okay, yes. Five yes, yes. rounds. Um, I think it's rest is needed in between the rounds. Mm. And they had posted that workout, not named Lynn, mm. uh, on the website, and Lynn Pitts did it and she just crushed it. Uh, and I think a lot of that was because she had a powerlifting background. So a body weight bench press for her was no big deal. Um, and she was, had a strong upper body. So she did, she crushed it. So mm. they, she posted her score and the next time it came up, it came up as Lynn. And then not that long thereafter, there was a workout that came up on the main site and it involved heavy dumbbells and something else. And, um, there was a girl, Kelly Moore that used to always post on the main site, her times. And, um, she crushed this dumbbell workout and I'm pretty sure she even did it at the men's weight, not even like the, the scaled or the female's weight of wow. dumbbells. And everybody came on and just, you know, accolades to her of how well she did and how, how much she crushed this workout, yada, yada. And Kelly Moore came on and she said, well, that's because it wasn't running wall balls and box jumps. And I'm pretty sure that's the very <laughs> next day the workout was five rounds of a 400-meter run, 30 box jump, 30 wall balls. Our gym just did Kelly last weekend and then doing Nancy this weekend. Yes, yeah, oh. so you can you can thank Kelly Moore for Kelly, but I'm yes. pretty sure that, that Lynn and Kelly were the first two female-named workouts that were actually named after somebody. Hmm. So back in the day when you were checking, like, the blog or, like, the, the main site, did <laughs> you go on there like, oh, okay, like, I got to see what I got to beat today? Or, like, this is, like, would it guide you and, like, okay, now I know I can take it this way? Or, like, was it ever competitive? Oh, for sure. But but back then, I took the classes at the original mm. gym, and we didn't always necessarily do what the main site okay. programming was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we would always scan the times and the weights like this, on that main this site. This girl yes. just keeps whooping my butt. Yeah. I mean, that's it was the, the quintessential whiteboard, mm-hmm. but it was for everybody in, in the world at that time Before that was doing... Before all of the social medias where you could just like tag someone and be like, oh, totally. beat your time, totally. blah, blah, blah. But it was fun. There was a lot of banter on that original. <laughs> was there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> People were talking... Yeah. Yeah, there was some shit talking, and but then there was also people like, oh my god, that was you know great job here, mm. great job there, yeah. um, and and you know just kind of some some names on that board that would always come up that you either knew or didn't know, but and then you circle around and would see them in at the games or at Aromas or like around like this was so much before the games it would probably mm. be we wouldn't see them until or unless they came to one of the L one okay. or the certs the seminars yeah. at that point. Yeah. Peter's time was 5.13, by the way. Is that fast? Yeah. yeah. I think Spieler might have the best. He, Spieler might be in the fours. This is, probably, this is probably like eight years ago that he yeah. did that. I think at CrossFit.com published this video of him doing. I Annie. believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, another question about your name. I, before we were coming out here, I, we're fans of the Talking Elite Fitness Podcast. You yes. know those guys pretty well. And their latest, um, their, <laughs> their latest episode 
had they always kind of put a couple of topics yep. in their title. Yep. And one of the topics was Annie's expecting, and I was like, "What are we going to have some <laughs> great announcement here?" But I realize it's not you expecting. Not well, and I always, <laughs> I always joke, um, you know, because a lot of time Annie goes by Annie T. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I always joke that that's because I'm the original yeah. Annie yeah. in CrossFit, so, they, so talk, I'm not girl. Annie S, but she's Annie T. Yeah. They should have put Annie T is expecting because yes. I, I thought we were going to have some big announcement on our show. I'm a little no. disappointed. <laughs> But no, yeah, I'm, d- I'm done like, with I kids. didn't even see that, Michael. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I yep. was like, no way, dude. Yep. <laughs> How is being a parent? Um, Riley doesn't have any kids. He loves kids. I'm He's here to learn. I'm here to learn. I've got three. They just, they're a reality check, man. They just, yeah. y- y- when you think you've got stuff together, they show you you don't have it together. Totally. So t- talk about being a mom. What uh, What's that like? Is What's the good things? And what are the, the things you've learned that meant, were like, man, I did not know it would be this hard. Yeah. Well, right now, um, you know, we're lucky enough that both of our kids are super active. My son loves every ball sport that comes around. Um, so, for instance, right now he is in the middle of his basketball season and he just started his baseball season. Meanwhile, he really wants to do jujitsu. So he basically has one of those three, if not two out of the three things almost every single day of the week. Um, And then my daughter is really just found volleyball. She's really into volleyball. I love that you said that you had a a volleyball player on. And so she, this is our first year doing club volleyball and she has middle school volleyball. She's in eighth grade. So she's playing without games or tournaments. She has at least 15 hours of practice a week of volleyball um and so you know and we have two kids that are not of driving age yet so you're running um, around a lot so there's a Uber lot service, of huh? yeah exactly <laughs> but i you know my husband always talk about that if this is what we're busy doing then we're pretty lucky mm. right if it's because our kids are so active and involved in sports and activities um then we're doing okay and I love that you, you know, you said your son's doing all kinds of things. I, I think one of the episodes we've talked about in the past, of, of just the tendency of parents to want their kids to specialize in something right. and they just, it doesn't make them very well-rounded athletes. No. And I think that's a, a great thing. And you didn't even mention CrossFit yeah. for either of them. Right. And they've <laughs> actually both done CrossFit. So, yeah. different, yeah. okay. so at different points, um, they both do CrossFit. Uh, but I, right now at their age, I emphasize sport over mm-hmm. CrossFit. Um, right. If they do CrossFit, I want it to be because it's fun, because it's a little bit of strength and conditioning um my daughter actually really likes it she really likes the barbell Mm. uh but right now she's just too busy um in the summer they also do a junior lifeguards program which is on the beach that's amazing um, which is amazing that's great we just drove by the the bay we hadn't seen the ocean until we just got coffee and we just drove by and we're like this is just amazing it's beautiful. beautiful yep so we make them ride their bikes down to the beach uh five days a week it's like a three hour um you know, little beach lifeguard. They learn how to swim and navigate the ocean and they run in the sand. I'm so jealous of that. Yep. Oh man. And then, um, and they do that. We make them do both sessions in the summer. And a lot of that is just so that they're not laying around the house, but it's also because we live in an ocean town and we want to make sure that they're ocean savvy. Um, and they know how to handle themselves. I've only had a couple of experiences swimming in the ocean and it's exposed my fitness in that realm. Like swimming in the ocean and swimming in a pool, Two totally different, different worlds, beasts. Yeah. Totally. So I did my first triathlon in the ocean without ever really training in the ocean. 
it it threw me for a loop there. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard. It, it's really ocean hard. swimming is like by far so much harder. So even I'll, then, like lake, then open, you know, lake swimming because when you have to navigate the waves oh. and the chop of the ocean, yeah, it's, it's it's a whole other bag. Yep. Yeah, One of the things the I love about this area, Santa Cruz, I've never been down here before. Mm-hmm. Is you kind of have the beach, and you almost have like a mountains feel oh, to yeah. it too. Like and it's, we've got it's the redwoods yep. right here, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful area. We, so, it is. We have our demographic is similar: thirties, forties, uh-huh. early young professionals with children. Mm-hmm. Uh, navigate us through dinner time at your house. Like I know you talked about like having your phones away, but like what do we eat at home, and how do we? How are your are your kids on board with what you eat? Like that things like that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I insist on cooking dinner pretty much five to six of the nights a week. Um, We go out on Fridays. I don't cook on Fridays. That's kind of my rule. Um, But other than that, I really want to have a home-cooked meal. Some nights are leftovers, you know, if I can make enough on one night. Um, And right now, it's pretty tough because, like I said, we're coming and going from so many different activities. But for us, dinner is always a protein of some sort, chicken, steak, fish, um, and then usually either rice, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, my husband and my son will eat regular pasta. My daughter likes gluten-free pasta <laughs> and I like spaghetti squash and I'm, I'm happy to make all of it just so everybody's kind of happy there. And then always a vegetable. So we eat a lot of salads, a lot of broccoli, a lot of stuff like that. And I have always been the parent that whatever is on the table, is what you eat mm. there we don't nobody gets a special meal um and it is very much i i will say that we all have uh, a dessert of some sort at night and nothing nothing this too extravagant don't here. look at me yeah nothing too <laughs> extravagant but i'm a, again i think that whatever you have as far as nutrition or diet goes it should be sustainable mm. but nobody gets dessert if they haven't eaten a proper amount of mm. vegetables and protein has it always been that way for you because what i i have a four-year-old and a six-year-old mm-hmm. and my daughter will not eat anything protein and she is just the most stubborn person in the world and we kind of give in like a lot of times for dinner she doesn't eat dinner because we're kind of like you we're like well this is what we're having right and she won't have any of it was it always that way or like when your kids were younger was it kind of like hey you know there were waffles in the house or did you never have that happen? how'd you trick them into eating what they didn't um, want we st- from a, from the time they were babies they yeah we, so you've been consistent all yeah. along that's, yep, yep, that's yep. probably what we should have done we're <laughs> yeah. at the point now where with sayla we have to either like she's gonna have to starve for like three days and then she'll start eating protein Got but it. She, she'll do it she'll just sit there and waste away to almost nothing and then wow. finally probably eat so we're <laughs> yeah. gonna have to pull that trigger one of these days yeah, yeah. nutrition we're- is tough with the littles well, it, I it is like that's what i'm saying I'm, i don't know i can't relate to this topic at all but like I, I just said, like, being a role model, like, when your kids, your kids are always watching, like, you have I to know, realize we're kind that. of failing on that a little bit. In the <laughs> They're watching side. you, and, like, yep. they will, they will revert back to that. Like, they well, will. what did mom eat? Or, yep. like, what, I want to be like mom. They always want to be like your parents to yep. this day. But. And you realize that really, um, it's what you do, not what you say mm. that they yes. pick up on. You know, you could say, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables. And if you're drinking a beer or not eating your vegetables, then right. they're going to, they oh, they're are going to call you out. Yeah, too. <laughs> they will echo what you do more than what you say. Yeah. My wife loves spaghetti squash too. No, Excellent. She's taught me to like it a little bit and it's, it's grown on me. So I'm, I'm lucky. I, I legitimately crave and love vegetables. Me too. You too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I argue with people all the time. It's like, well, majority of my diet is plant-based. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm eating meat with a lot of plants and a lot of vegetables. Yes. And so I, I would say my diet's plant-based. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, 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 don't say that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Right. Yeah, but I, I like to eat meat as my, well. Vegetables too. I, yeah. And donuts. I my, mean, <laughs> but mostly vegetables. Yes, donuts are a vegetable. <laughs> yeah, my, right. my son, the other night, I had made cauliflower rice. <laughs> like, we were making these shrimp bowls. And I said, put a little bit of cauliflower rice. And he goes, mm, I'm a vegan. I don't eat that. And I said, son, we're going to need <laughs> to define. Yeah. Right. We need That's to define amazing. what a vegan is. I right. said, if you're a vegan, you can eat all the cauliflower rice that mm. you want. You can't have the shrimp. And he was like, Okay, what's the opposite of a vegan? Because that's what I... What's the not eat cauliflower rice? Yeah. I got to say, if we ever come back for a second episode, we should do it around her dinner table. Just yes. kind of see what what's she's cooking. Yeah, it. It sounds what's delicious. Eating? I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah, I'm get, we're definitely going to have to get some food after this. What I want to dive into now is, a, and this is pretty similar, uh, a concept we talk with people a lot. It's just mindset mm-hmm. of how is your mindset as an athlete? How has that evolved? Or what, like when it's three, two, one, where is your mind? It's so funny um, because even at the Rogue Invitational last year, um, you know, when I had just consciously decided not to do the games in 2018, um, just because of timing and not with the kids being too busy, um, I was at the Rogue Invitational and, and, you know, whether it was the night before or right before we're about to go out for the first event and I'm thinking... I don't want to do this. You know what? I don't have to do this. Nobody here can make me do this. I don't want to do this. And, and then we're running out on the floor and I'm thinking to myself, why am I doing this? I don't, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. And then three, two, one go happens. And I am 100% in the zone. I love it. Um, And, you know, at the end of that weekend, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait for next year. And I guarantee that this year, right before we go out, I'm going to think, why am I doing this? I hate this. I I go through it every year. I don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, it's nerves, right? Um, And it's putting yourself out there. Uh, But when, when three, two, one, go happens... And we start going, I realize I'm a competitor. Like, mm. I like being out there. I I don't lose myself. I, I know what I'm doing. I know the work that has to get done. You know, for the most part, I don't make silly mistakes that some athletes would make. Um, and, you know, right before you go, I'm like, wait, what do I do after I do that? What do I do after I do that? And then once once I'm in it, I'm in it. Uh, and I love that. you kind of, like, disengage? Are you in a flow state? Like, are you, like, completely, like, do you hear people in the crowd? Do you hear the music? Like, because I identify, like... I don't. It all goes. It's like tunnel vision. I can't tell you what song was playing. I can't tell who was talking to me. And and you know what's funny? I was just telling somebody about this. Um, That is how I am. Although there's certain, I, I almost have like selective hearing. There's certain things that I will hear. There's certain things, certain songs that might, resonate with me and then and then other times I don't hear what music's on um but like for instance in the biathlon when we were going like I can hear how many shots other girls have so I know where I need to be but then they'll be announcing stuff and or saying stuff making comments and I I totally tune it out so it's it, it's almost like I have selective hearing or like your senses are just heightened for I think the so. certain things so yeah, like yes. you're shooting but you can hear everything else right like in that flow state yes yeah yeah I, I I'm feel addicted that. to that feeling like yes. I chase that like that's uh, totally. just like autonomy like I go my, my body's gone and I'm just I'm out of my head like I love that like yep. just being I love that about exercise and I love that about swimming or anything that can take me out of my body yep and kind of like I can just release and like only like just it, it's a great feeling do you feel that way during exercise Michael or no I just wish I was dead most of the time <laughs> well, see, see now Riley's the kind of guy if he does running or swimming he doesn't listen to music if you do me something either. you yeah. don't either nope. see my problem is my mindset needs work, as anybody who knows me well can tell you. I have to have music to keep my head out of the game. Because if I don't have music and I'm just hearing my heartbeat and hearing my breath, I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure I'm dying. You need to stop <laughs> right, or you're going right. to die. And I have to have something to distract me from that. So it's funny that competitive athletes can just do it without anything well, blocking it out. There's a, um, I, I can't remember the name of the book right now, but CJ Martin put it out. It was like an Invictus Mindset book. And Asia Bartow has a section in there and he talks about intrinsic and extrinsic factors for competitors. And he even says, and this is no no offense to you but like if you always need, if you need music to work out that's an extrinsic factor right it's it's not coming from totally within you um and what you're focused on and i really that always resonated mm. with me because i've never needed i don't need people around when i'm working out i don't need music on um i can work out with really loud music with classical music with the, you know no music whatever it is sometimes i like to do some mental training and put the music i hate the most totally. on. So like, I'm totally. like, oh God, I want to pull my eyebrows out, but I really got to do this clean and jerk. Country yes. music, baby. Yeah. Well, I, it would probably be like alternative rock. Yeah, um, I'm country. with you. Yeah. 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 It's like a grungy run, like, I don't like that. I'm with you. But like that's a that would be that would be good training. Exactly. Like to, to click off and just not pay attention to and it I, at all. I even think like the want to do that mm. is is a different side of people, you know, not We're everybody a has breed, a, eh? Yes, I agree. <laughs> but I, I think agree. I think CrossFit really lends itself well to extrinsic motive, uh, motivation because it is I'm the kind of guy that if you put me in a gym with all these weights here and that you said go go have at it, I'd be like, "Eh, like, right. I don't know what to do. Like yes. I, CrossFit for me is a structured thing where someone says, "Go do these things, go do these things and I can just do it." How do you develop a more intrinsic like killer heart, like dark mm. heart, tap into the rage David tree Goggins type. type yeah. Yeah. David I think, Goggins. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it comes probably Good luck from with that, right? yeah, yeah. Um, your your goals and your desires, right? Like again, is is your goal or your desire to have the best number on the board, or is your goal and your desire to really be the best version of yourself? To well, usually really it's the be second. Like I don't try to compete against the board so much because mm-hmm. I just know I'm not going to. So mm-hmm. I try to better myself, right? But when I'm in the middle of it, it's hard to remember that. Yeah, definitely, and that just takes practice. Yeah, it's like it's like your kip swing. It's like everything else that you do, right? It just it takes repetition and practice. Um, and how many years have you been doing CrossFit? Almost three. Okay, I've been doing it three? sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> so, so she's still working. Yeah, on it. so yeah, yeah it's, it, exactly. I'm. It, it's practice. I yeah. took a workshop with uh, like a mindset workshop with the reset workshop reset group. Shout out to these guys. But I've been making a like a like a focus or like uh, a focus for this training session. Like what do I want to do mentally for this? Like how can I prepare myself or like make a goal for my mental state? Like, okay, I know I'm going to hit 100 kilos, 110, 125 for, right. my, for my cleaning jerks. Yeah, but how, what am I going to do when it gets hard? Like how am I going to react to that when it, when it gets tough, when I want to put the ball down, when I want to stop doing double unders or like that's the point, that's the focus of my training totally. session now. And is you like, do it beforehand. Yeah, you, don't try, yeah. you don't try to intention. do it right when that's you get the word there. I was for. I'm making that's intentions great. with my training, especially on the mental side because the numbers don't matter to me. Like, but like what am I going to do when it gets hard? Yep. Well, what am I going to do when I really want to quit? Like those are the things that I kind of try to measure myself now because – at this point, like everyone can do that, like that's it. And yeah. and there there is this point when you when you get to the upper echelon of whether it's fitness in general or your own personal fitness, where the the difference really lies within the ears, but you know, in between the ears, and not so much your actual fitness. Yeah, it just how are you go? Are you comfortable in that dark place? Are you right. comfortable when your arms are blown up and when you can't breathe? And you know, I think I think what you said, like you you think about it ahead of time. Mm. So I don't yep. I don't need to approach it when I get 
discomfort. When, I, I need to know before I get discomfort. <laughs> if you don't know it's coming and then you get there, you're like, I got to get out of here. Well, <laughs> Eject, yeah, exactly. I, I need help in all, in all ways. So I have to keep just, developing that. It's just practice yep. and, it, and it's just being a human and, and realizing like being comfortable in there. I'm going to call it the Sakamoto mind. Come on, just <laughs> love it. Were you an athlete growing up? I was in high school. And all then right. after high school, I, I mean, when I started CrossFit, I was 325 pounds. So no I way. was I oh, was yeah. way out of shape so i've come a long way and i have to remember that i have come a long yep. way it's yep. still frustrating after three years i can't do it he's very up. hard on himself as well i am and but- and that's the hard but the beautiful thing i feel like about crossfit is that um there is no end goal right so once you get one pull-up then you're going to be like okay i finally got a pull-up but now i want two pull-ups yeah and then once you get your two pull-ups now i want to string 10 in a row and i just that's what i love about crossfit is um you're never there you're right. always striving to get better. I think for me, the thing that's been real frustrating is if there's a skill I need to work on, I, I just if I can start working on it, I can start slowly getting closer to that skill. But for some reason, for me, pull-ups, I just I couldn't do it when I was in high school, mm-hmm. middle school. I mm-hmm. never could. And that's a hard mental block yep. for me to get. Double-unders, I did a lot of work to get that, and I can do some double-unders. Mm-hmm. So. I'm working on it, but this is, this show's not about me. Everyone knows knows I'm a little bit about us. But I think you're, I'm sure there's a lot of people in your audience that are like, I relate, I relate, I relate. So that's important. And that's why we're doing the podcast the way we are. Like he's elite. I'm more of a skill. Don't say that E word, man. I don't think I'm quite there. (laughs) Well, I know with her in in, in, in our presence. What are you, middle of the road? Yeah. I'm just constantly varied fitness levels over here. Um, Annie, we we usually like to end our episodes with like a deep quote or like something that like that drives you or something you think people need to hear, like you know something or something just you've been going yep. through or yep. something just that that has spoken to you lately, like anything, life, kids, family. And I hate we always say, oh, you guys put me on the spot, but yes, that's what we mean to do here. It's part of the fun. It's part of the, yeah. <laughs> it's being uncomfortable. Yeah, we right. watch you wiggle a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've been um, cool as a cucumber. This only put you on the spot. Um, you know, for me, it, it has always been that it has to be enjoyable. So whatever I'm doing in the gym and in life, and that's that's not to say that you can't be uncomfortable. I think you can be uncomfortable, but things can be enjoyable at the same time. Um, and in fact, I've learned to be happy or be okay being uncomfortable enjoying a little bit of discomfort and again that doesn't mean just physical discomfort um that's just in life in general whether it's um something that's happening in the home in you know with my kids um in the gym or physically within a workout is to really just try to embrace the discomfort enjoy it um and know that you're gonna grow and learn from it I think like having fun. I think she spoke yeah. on a little earlier. It's like making everything fun. Like I tell him, when, like I have the best job in the world. Yep. But if I didn't, if I had to pick up dog crap for a living, I would make that fun. Amen. Like, Amen. Make it flip it up in the air and catch it behind your no back. No one's yes. gonna have more fun picking up dog crap than I am. That's like, so cool. That's the yes. sound bite we're gonna use for this episode. <laughs> that's but, gonna um, be an intro like, right there. Make you know, whatever you're doing fun. And like, I, I, I don't want to be. Im- I don't want to be miserable. And I think that's an important point, which is that you control that, not others, right? um, And that's really what I try to think about is that if I'm not having fun or if something's not enjoyable or it, then I need to look at myself first about why that, that is the case. Um, and then maybe look outwards, but yeah, 
you could make picking up dog poop fun. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and it could be anything. And yeah. I, it yep. could really be anything. We actually had this conversation last night. It's like knowing that we have the power to kind of control our issues. Like that's so freeing and liberating. Yep. It's like, okay, it's not this person that or thing that's really the problem. It's the way I'm interpreting it. And uh, I have the power uh, to change that. Amen. Like I had, that's in my hands. Yep. But they might not be able to change. Right. But I can change the way I look at this. And, exactly. and that's in my power. Yep. I don't like giving people power. Amen. I love that. Sweet. Yeah. Well, Annie, we deeply, deeply appreciate you giving us some time and letting letting us come and work out here. We had a great time My with this pleasure. interview and with the workout. So I'll be sore tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, Thanks for officially having Officially, the fanboying is over. I'm going to walk away here. Okay. We, <laughs> Thanks now you're, for now coming, you might be a you friend. Not a friend. We're friends. We're friends. Yeah. That's right. We're buddies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Annie. Thanks for having me. Awesome.